You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. It's the Birdie Dads podcast, your favorite podcast for golf dads. And joining me as always are Brian and Trevor. Welcome back. Our podcast is growing, guys. And that means new dads, more dads means more dad problems. So welcome back. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Yeah, I had a my my biggest dad problem tonight was uh, my three year old uh, punched my wife in the face and then laughed. I don't know. How do you respond to that? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> you don't punch him back. I know that much. I know that, that's, right. that's not the answer. That's don't right. do that. Well, <laughs> this week we're going to get into our top tips for teaching juniors how to golf and teaching your kids how to golf. We're also going to look through some of the, the best moments, best things we've learned, bring you up to speed. But with dad problems, Brian, you bring it up, but we're going to talk about dealing with your kids' bad behavior. So I hope you guys are ready. Mm. I'm going to tap into your expert dad knowledge and we're going to go through a scenario. Are you ready to get into some kids' behavior? Not your kids. We're not going to get into punching mom in the face today. Uh, I might need some help with that later, though, fellas. <laughs> that could be next week's episode, how to deal with your right. kid punching your mom in the face. So here's the deal. I received a question uh, from one of our listeners on parenting, and it made me think of this new segment. And we're going to call this, what the f*** are you doing? So <laughs> Brian and Trevor, we're going to look into the scenario and how would you handle this child's behavior? Okay, so here is the scene and I want you to think about how you would handle it and then how would your dad have handled it if you had done this and we're going to weigh in. So they're at the zoo and being the good dad, he lets his son run ahead a little bit. They're bouncing around. He's getting excited at the zoo and they're there with other, a few other friends and his son starts to act out. And then as he, he sees it, he can hear it from a distance. His son pushes his friend and calls him the mother effer. Other parents are there and they heard it. They stopped. They are looking now. So here, here's that, that scene. So how do you handle that behavior with the kid? I mean, as a dad, it's like, it's easy to blurt out. What the f- are you doing? But we're here to help out and break this down. So I want to hear from you guys. Brian, you're up first. How would you handle this if this is your kid? Oh, man. I mean, I, I guess I, I try to make an effort not to kind of say that language around my kids, you know, so I would be, I'd be shocked at first. You know, um, I, I guess I tried to defuse the situation as soon as I saw it, right? Like get up there, separate the kids. Cause obviously it's kind of a heated situation with them and he's just trying to figure out how to kind of express his anger at something. So I would take him away, um, from the situation and, and try to talk to him and see what was going on. Um, and then once you kind of got to the root problem of all of it, uh, then you kind of talk about the language, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I have to, I have to think that that's a learned behavior on how to handle situations. <laughs> so I start questioning myself and see if, if I had, you know, given that, uh, indication that that was okay at some point and, um, kind of talk through that on why that's not okay to treat people like that. Yeah, I guess I would just immediately remove the kid from the situation. I mean, I would obviously quickly apologize to the parent of the other kid. And I'd, I, I guess I would want to know, like, what's the circumstances there? Is, it, is my kid there on a privileged day kind of thing? Or is this like a school sponsored event? Cause if it's a privilege, I mean, I would be sure to let them know that there, that's no, <laughs> there's no way this is happening anytime soon again. And, uh, try to make it mm-hmm. known that, um, 
this kind of behavior is not not gonna fly. So I, I guess definitely make a big enough scene with me and the kid internally to know let the kid know that this is something different this i did something wrong and that way it's like imprinted in their mind that that's not to happen again and then again after brian had said this but like try to figure out where they learn that behavior from because you know <laughs> hopefully as a parent uh, you haven't, you haven't <laughs> dropped a few f ball. i mean maybe once or twice let one slip but like Hopefully it's not you. That's the problem. And then I guess you got to look in, at the mirror in the mirror and kind of figure out from there and go from yeah, there. Yeah, look in the mirror. Where did you learn that? Right. Uh, how how would your dads have handled this at 35, 40 years ago? I can tell you how my dad would have handled it. It would not be like that. I mean, I think my dad would have just taken me home and just like it would have been silent the whole ride home. But he would he would have taken me home and silence. Yes, yeah. very silent in the car ride. And then, and then he probably would have said something to my mom and I would have been grounded for a while, but then my mom probably would have sat down with me and had that conversation. Like it's, I think that's the difference between my, my mom, my dad, my, my mom was much more of the, she was a teacher for 40 years. And so she was conflict resolution was in her blood. And so she would oh, have come. Oh, that's not fair then. That's I know, not fair. You're my, a bad my, example. I know I am, but my, my dad would have probably just tried to hand it off to my mom <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> Trevor, how would your dad have handled this? Well, I've actually had a similar situation when I was maybe a little bit older than these, this kid scenario, but like I got in trouble. I think I was in third or fourth grade for dropping a few F-bombs and a couple curse words. I couldn't, I can't remember what exactly I said, but anyhow, it made it back to the principal. My dad got called into the principal's office to pick me up and kind of told us what was going on. And my dad was pretty silent, didn't say anything, you know, other than a thank you mm -hmm. for letting us know. I was quiet till we got home and kind of late, you know, got my mom involved, sat me down and said, all right, first of all, that's unacceptable. And as you get older, you'll understand that it's okay to swear in front of your friends, but not in the presence of adults. And I was completely shocked by that. I thought he was going to say, never do you ever swear. And he basically, hmm. what I heard was you can swear as long as only your friends can hear. So what did I do? What did I do the next day? I went and make sure my friends were just alone and we had no kids or adults around and we just dropped F-bombs and, you know, cussed up the storm. So I, maybe, maybe I wouldn't handle it like that, but my dad was, he was pretty low key that way. So yeah. Hmm. Now my friend would get Tabasco sauce. That was his mom's choice of, uh, handling this situation mm. good old tabasco on the tongue and have to physical hold it. physical punishment yeah that way. doesn't really yeah that doesn't really go today i think i definitely would have gotten a little little whack at something <laughs> i mean nothing too extreme but uh, i mean that's not how we are but that definitely would have happened 35 40 years ago yeah, I mean, thankfully, so, thankfully, my dad didn't do that because he was six six. <laughs> yeah, your dad's a you big know, guy. He, he's a big guy, so he would have he would have done some damage. So I, I think he knew to constrain himself and restrain that the physical uh, punishments from anything, and so he let my mom handle most of that. <laughs> but, so yeah. I'll weigh in from the school perspective. You know, almost you know a lot of education experience. So like your mom, Brian, I'll, I'll just weigh in and say, you know, you're at the zoo and you hear the f bomb. You know, you really do. As you guys nailed it. It's like as a parent, you got to look a little bit inward and figure out where that language came from. Was it TV? Maybe maybe something you're watching uh, that you're watching or they're watching. You need to be a little more control. Is it you and your language or maybe people around that are really repeating that? Where do they pick it up? And, you know, mm -hmm. we heard about this in an earlier episode, too. As much as we want our kids to be perfect all the time, it's just physically impossible. They are incapable of that because their brains are not that developed yet. So that, that regulatory device in those brains is 
physically not developed. So we have to know that, right? Like Trevor, you talked about your dad. It's actually hilarious, but it's, it's pretty true too, right? Like go do it with your friends, but not, I mean, you can't be perfect all the time. So, <laughs> I mean, you guys are right on. Here's, here's the steps you would take. And, and in schools, they do the similar approach right now. It's like, number one, find out what led to the moment. So step one is figure out what, what was the events leading up to it? Was he mad? Was he frustrated? Because ultimately, you want to teach your kids to redirect off that action. So you, you want to teach them that in similar circumstances, there's a different route to take. So you could say, and Brian, I think you said it, is like you would say to your kid, hey, I know you're mad, but, or I know you're frustrated, but you know you want to tell them, like, hey, I recognize what was going on. However, and like Trevor said, you're going to emphasize this is not okay. We don't use it in this way. So there are other we things you can say to your kid. I mean, one of them that gets brought up is that uh, you can bring up a solution. You can ask your kid. This is very popular in schools now is you ask the kid, you know, what would be a fair solution to this problem? You know, usually you want to try to remediate it. Now, I think a lot of parents may be missed up because if they come up with this crazy solution, like, well, I'll just not watch TV for five minutes. Don't accept it. You know, <laughs> yeah. don't accept that solution. Like, that's not what you're doing here. You you need to make sure that it matches. So, you, you need to teach them like, hey, there are consequences, but it's not also an immediate, like, I'm going to put Tabasco on your mouth either. <laughs> so, and the things to avoid for sure are the empty threats. Neither of you guys said that. So good job. You know, no empty threats. Mm -hmm. No, like if you do that again, then this, and mm -hmm. they do it again and you didn't follow through and don't, don't enter into that unwinnable scenario. <laughs> you know, so Trevor, I you said uh, the other parent. Oh, so great. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, I was going to just say the empty thread. I think that's how my wife got punched tonight. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> too many empty threats. Yeah. Yeah. Finally like, yeah, I'll try this out. We'll see what happens. The only thing, Trevor, I was going to say that I would do different, you look at those parents and don't apologize. Tell them, hey, you're at the zoo. You came to be entertained. So did yeah. I not just entertain you? My kid is entertaining you. So <laughs> right. you got what you paid for. Welcome. Uh, you're welcome. We're always just, we're just so trained now to just say sorry, right? For anything that happens. Yeah. It's just uncomfortable. You know, it may not be that you're mean sorrow. It's just something that you say to kind of get out of the situation. <laughs> um, it's like saying so bless you after somebody sneezes. It's just a reaction. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. that was my only thing is oh, yeah. just to try to get to my own kid so I can kind of try to figure out my oh, way. My wife and I are so different in that. We go to the grocery store and my daughter will like yell real loud. Like my wife is apologizing. I'm like, go for it. Yell. Yeah, you know, it's not it swear words. It's not profanity. Just have fun. You're at the store, you know. <laughs> Keep, keeps people six feet apart. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Knock yeah. yourself out. You're yeah. two. Go ahead. Scream away. So Who what's cares? what's the worst punishment you guys got growing up? Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, that was the world. I mean, oh, okay. I can tell you this. This is a true story. It was back when the G.I. Joe movie was coming on and it was like the first G.I. Joe movie. And my brother broke a car window out in the yard and he'll probably deny this, but he broke this car window throwing rocks, blamed it on me. So I didn't even do it. And I got grounded for like a full week and I missed the G.I. Joe movie. To me, that is still like the epic <laughs> showdown because we didn't have Diva or, or TVR. We didn't have our DVR, Tiva. We didn't have any of that stuff. So me missing G.I. Joe movie, I don't know if I ever saw it again. I think I missed the whole thing forever. Ah, yeah, mine was, mine was just getting grounded for what well, was supposed to be two weeks because it matched my buddy who I got in trouble with. And I won't say what for, but... Um, he got two weeks from his parents, which I thought was a little steep. And then ultimately my parents like 
you know, they gave in at like nine days or something. They just said, okay. You can't punish me. So. <laughs> and when you guys got grounded, what was the ramifications? You just had to go straight to school and come back or to sports. Like, like, well, like what, what was the grounding? What did that actually mean? I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember I got, I was doing sports, so I got to do sports, but like you said, just come straight home from, uh, from, uh, and actually, I was driving at one point in high school when I got in trouble, so I had to actually ride my bike to school and stuff. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's yeah. awesome. There's I missed G.I. Joe else. movie. That's all I know I missed. I don't remember all the rest of it. I was too young. I just know I missed the movie. That's so, mad. So I remember instead of getting grounded, it was a similar situation where it was like they, my mom asked me what I would want to give up, what a punishment would actually be. And um, she said, uh, and I said, I said music. And so I got music taken away for a week. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> could, yeah. Could, could, you, could you do it? I mean, and, and here's, the, here's the deal, though, is that yes, she knew. I guess. She, she knew my, I had a twin sister, and she knew my twin sister would be around me pretty much all the time. So she could narc. <laughs> I was yeah. doing it. So she, she had her own built-in police there. So she knew I, I, I would fall through, but it was brutal, man. It was brutal. Hey, if it but worked, it worked. You can only get by, you can only get away with that once though, as a parent, because once you do it once, the kid knows. And the next time they're going to say carrots, yeah. you know, and then they're going to, you know, sure. You know, right. <laughs> that's exactly. That's what I was saying too. Don't accept this like half-hearted negotiation solution. You know, you need to maintain that and be like, no, that's not going to work. Like, this is not okay. This right. is this isn't going to work. You know, we're going to do something about that one. Uh, but there's all kinds of strategies, so we'll go through some of this. Maybe we'll this will be our new segment. So if you've got different problems, send them to us. We're happy to help out. We'll walk you through it. Um, it's hard being dad. I'll tell you what, mm -hmm. Trevor's dad of a ten year old. That's even harder right now. Yeah. You know, we talk about player A and player B, you know, you got dad A and dad B too. You know, you, you don't always get it right the first time. So trial by error. For sure. Yeah. Yep. That dad B is always a scratch dad. There you go. Oh, a scratch dad for sure. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well back to golf. Let's cover our five tips, top five tips for teaching your kids how to golf. So looking back, all of the pieces we've gone through, we're almost at episode 50 right now. Let's start mm. off. Trevor, you'll be up first. Tip number five. What is your top tip for teaching your kids to golf? Um, I, you know, we're going to hear a lot about, you know, fun. We've heard a lot about that, but in, in kind of furthering that, I think trying to find a way that you can involve the kids where it's their idea for whatever you're doing, whether it's, you know, putting, chipping, playing a game or a competition, anything, just try to find a way that you can make it their idea. Cause then it goes so much further. I think that's something that, you know, whether it's, you know, just like say, oh, we're going to play a horse on the putting green and then have them say, okay, well, no, we're going to. We're going to go to alligator or whatever and just have it be theirs. Cause then when they own it, they go so much further with what they're doing. So that's, that's what I would say. Just make it be there. Right. Yeah. Brian tip number four. Uh, so I, I heard, um, sorry, I'm blanking on his name, but anyways, he was talking about, um, how to get your kid, how to teach your kids. And one was to tee it up every time, no matter where it is, fairway, um, you know, right up from the green, they're trying to chip and just say, hit the tee. Don't even focus on the ball. Just hit the tee. So tee it up everywhere you go. Yeah, that one comes from our PGA Master Professional, uh, Stephen Vigiano. There we go. Thank yes. you, Jared. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So tee it up every time to give them that confidence. I'll drop in tip number three, which is to work from the hole backwards. And any age, any new golfer, start with putting. 
We've heard that a couple times. Do not go jump to the driver. Yes, it looks fun. Start from the hole backwards, putting, then work to chipping, and then back from there. So tip number two, Trevor, what do you have? I, I liked it from the uh, Golficity guys who they got from, uh, I think it was Dr. Uh, Parent, um, who said just to try to play to their ball. So if you're playing around with your kids, no matter what the age they are, if they duff one 30 yards ahead, you try to chip your ball to 30 yards ahead. And always try to not just outdo them. Always play to where they're at to keep it interesting and fun for them. All right, Brian, tip number one. What are you going to bring home with? I'm going to combo this because one is um, not necessarily teaching your kids, but just how to be a golf dad. And um, that is to be a dad first and a golf coach second. So I think that's fundamentally the best thing you can do when you're teaching your kids golf or just in any sport, really. I think it goes beyond golf. Just be a dad first, coach second. Um, and, and I think the, you know, the last one is, is we learned from Kim, uh, Kim Welch is you can't teach speed. So when they're young, swing as hard as you can. We'll worry about where it goes later. I was definitely going to throw that in as a bonus. If we didn't get to it, swing as fast as you can at an early age, you can't teach speed. Um, I also, I'll throw in another bonus one. It's what you said. And we've heard it from Travis Dorsch. We heard it from Megan Cannon. We heard it from Brett McCabe. Stop talking to your kids about the round in the car ride home. <laughs> you know, That's a good one. Get, yeah. get out of the way. Let them do what they're doing. They're, these, this age at seven, eight, nine, ten years old is not going to be the difference of being a PGA professional or not. So just get out of the way. Less coaching. More being a dad. Be that cheerleader. Any other bonus tips you guys throw in there? Um, once, once I we heard from, um, oh, who was it? Um, it's kind of an opposite effect, though. It's a little bit of this if you're at a tournament or something and your kid isn't playing the best or what have you, and they're going through the awards and maybe your kid doesn't win the award, maybe just have them kind of just eat some dinner there, just be around in the environment. Don't let them just remove themselves right away from the, there because they were embarrassed or what have you. Just yeah, have them experience the other players talking about what they did bad, what they did, you know, well, you know, that sort of thing. So I think that kind of it, it, it kind of improves upon their player development a little bit from a mental. I think that was that was uh, Doctor McCabe there. Yes, it was. Yeah, that. yeah it was Doctor McCabe. Yeah, 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 you're right. That was right. Hey, Brian, before we, we wrap this up, I have to know, I'm thinking about your issue tonight with your son mm-hmm. punching your wife. Who yes. did you, who'd you go to first? Was your wife crying? Did you go to your wife? Did you go to your son? Uh, I didn't go to either, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I let them hash it out. I, I dealt with my older son because um, my, my wife wanted to kind of battle it out. My, my younger son was kind of being a little uh, turd tonight. So, um, I mean, he did two things. First, he... Um, was messing around and looked at my wife and threw a pillow right at like a bank of pictures that um, we have kind of displayed in our mm-hmm. living room and then laughed at it. So he was just, he was just looking for to, to just egg out. my wife on. Right. And it just culminated until the end of the night. Um, he was in his room and yeah, just like just a psychopath, just a little psychopath, just, <laughs> just punched her and then laughed and <laughs> whatever. So, um, I looked at my wife, I said, you got this or do you need me to step in? And she says, Nope, I'm going to do it. So I, I let them handle it. Um, and I let them figure it out themselves. Um, so I handled my older son, I guess that was my answer, Jared, is I, I went and I handled my older son so that, um, you get, my wife could have kind of that one-on-one time to figure it out. So you older got son good. got ice cream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got the good cop role tonight. That's always nice. 
good oh, combat it, cop. It, it's and it's it was a cop. it was a switch from what what normally happens. Normally, I got the the big dad voice that comes booming in to tell him to stop. So it was yeah, we, we switched it up, and hopefully hopefully it'll work out. We, we'll see. Good change of pace tonight. Well, that's it this week from your favorite weekend warrior dads and golfers. Get out on the course, start dropping that handicap. Get ready because we're going to release a new program soon for you golf dads. Uh, check your inbox if you haven't signed up. It's free. You'll get an email from us. So go ahead and go to birdiedads.com. We'll see you over there and get out on the course. <laughs>